in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everyone welcome to another brand new episode of topic thunder here from the top 10 show sorry about that had the bongos from the previous show rolling up in there excited uh, to be back again to be doing this show you know we love it uh, matt when the patrons send in their topics their thoughts mm-hmm. their comments their questions for us to speculate on and uh, just let you all know if you're a new patron these are the perks you get. You get to send, if you're a $5 and above page, you get to send in these emails asking us about anything you want to know about. And uh, we don't read them ahead of time. So you're getting our full, unadulterated, real responses to these questions. Um, I think you start, brother man. Is that right? Shall we go? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Um, this one comes from Sean Loboa. Hello. Says, hey, Matt and John, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Hannibal franchise. You guys have mentioned Silence of the Lambs, but I don't think the other movies have ever come up in conversation. It's bullshit. I can think of a couple times. Are you fans <laughs> of the franchise overall? Which movies do you uh, like and don't like? And how about the TV series? Thanks, Sean Loboa. Loboa. Well, I know we're both big fans of Manhunter. Yes, the original. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's in the Hannibal series. I, yeah. I genuinely like Red Dragon, which is roughly the same movie. Yep. I like Manhunter better, but I enjoy Red Dragon quite a bit. Um, and then after that, it gets murky until the TV show I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Yeah, I'm a big fan of obviously Sons of Lambs. Obviously, there was no Manhunter, as you mentioned. I enjoy Red Dragon because I like what Ray Fiennes does. With that, I like Edward Norton in it. Uh, Mary Louise Parker, when she gets to be in it, is great. Harvey Keitel. Um, uh, yeah, should they have used some de-aging technology on uh, his Hannibal? Because he did look older. Yes, sure, fine. But you get you uh, let it have its license. Yeah. Um, and Ratner, I think, for, you know, and again, Ratner, one of these uh, persona non grata type people in Hollywood now, I think did a nice job directing this one and making it work. Ha- um, Hannibal, I enjoy less. Although the Gary Oldman stuff is interesting when they go to Italy and all that kind of, I think that's just a little too much of the swaggering and it's better when it's a more centralized, uh, uh, I don't know, story. And that makes me more interested. Julianne Moore does not do, uh, I don't think she's Clarice in my mind at all. I mean, replacing Jodie Foster in such an iconic performance is very, very difficult. She does like, she, she obviously is a good actress and great actress really in everything she does. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't 100%. And the cooking of the brain, it just felt like um, Thomas Harris was showing off a little bit about the kind of nuttiness that this guy would do. Um, So it doesn't 100% work for me. And I never saw the series, so I can't speculate on that. Yeah, go ahead. It's genuinely really good. Okay. Um, I don't even count Hannibal, really. (laughs) I don't. I I never go back to why. I will never watch it again. I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. Whereas Red Dragon, Happy Two, Manhunter, no problem. I actually might watch those more than Silence of the Lambs at this point. Mm-hmm. I've seen Silence of the Lambs a, a, more times, so I think yeah. it's just kind of a. I know that movie. It's yeah. not against it. Um, yeah, the TV show, but we definitely have. I just don't know if it sparks as much 
overall curiosity from me because I didn't read the books. Whereas if I'd had those fascination with the books, mm-hmm. I might be jonesing for even more in the series. Yeah. Um, but I am open to reinterpretation of the character at any point. It's been successful oh, yeah. now two different times, mm-hmm. like wildly successful with a, in the different medium of television and then in film itself. So yeah. you can continue to do this. No problem. Yeah. It's such a uniquely charming character and enough time will go by uh, where someone else will be able to step in and take over the role and be just as great of a Hannibal as um, Anthony Hopkins is. And before Hopkins, remember, it was Brian Cox, in the original Manhunter. Yeah. He's just as chilling in different ways than mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins' interpretation. So we'll never run out of British actors. Certainly, we'll never probably run out of older British actors who can play this Hannibal role. Uh, and certainly Mads Mikkelsen, of course, not British, but Mads Mikkelsen, uh, as you said, and a number of people felt did a great job stepping in as Hannibal for that TV series. So, yeah, I think it'll keep going. Um, I wonder, because the, now they've got that CBS show, Clarice, which I haven't heard oh, I anything. Haven't yeah, I haven't seen and I haven't heard anything about the ratings on that. So I didn't um, even know it existed until you said that. I'm really? I oh, didn't shit. even know it existed until you said that. I don't watch CBS. Like I stream, I have to stream everything. So I don't have a yeah. CBS app. Oh, you don't have the CBS All Access app? Okay. Yeah, no. It's a, Discovery is in such a strong pool, and I can't think of anything else they have. Oh, well, for me, it was because of the Champions League. Uh, that's okay. where they show the matches, and since Liverpool is in the Champions League, you know, I'm like, oh, what? And plus, Picard is on there. I mean, and uh, Discovery is on there. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I've somebody from Arsenal sent me a direct link, so I don't have to. I can just go, no. oh, you know, oh. they, so I can follow my favorite team in the entire world as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How they doing right now, anyway? Uh, not too good, pal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all right, though. There's always next year. Still the so, best name I've ever heard in all sports. Come on, like Arsenal? a true American fan. There's <laughs> always so next year. I don't know. So you're good. right. Arsenal's a great fucking name. Right now, they're in ninth place uh, with 46 like, points, five games left to play. Yeah. Bull- the Bullets in discussion for my favorite NBA name. Oh, right. Okay. I can accept that. I can accept that. Sometimes the simplicity is just kind of perfect. (laughs) But I understand with the, you can't condone violence, especially with a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And DC becoming one of the murder capitals in the US. It just wasn't a good look. True. True. Uh, Don't disagree with you. Don't disagree. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I knew that about my team. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that about my team. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guy. No, I'm just asking you. That's fine. I'm glad you called me out and got me on point for that one. <laughs> yep. You're good, though. You're good. I'm going to yeah. keep you on your toes. You're going to come over. Yeah. I, they they got to figure this out. I mean, that team has so much. Um, oh, prestige. tell me about it. I know. <laughs> Fucking, dude, you're preaching to the choir. This uh, I've been saying this shit for I don't even know how long. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish it. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, we got to do something about our manager, too. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Who is it again? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be somebody new, is who it is, in my opinion. At least it should be. <coughs> yeah, oh, the so white balance just went bananas on my laptop. Oh, oh did it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's oh, not yeah, your end. It's on mine. Okay. Like, look at that. I have no idea why that just happened. Come on, refocus. It there does it go. on its own. There we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Maybe caught you lying about Arsenal. It's like, let me push the light on you. Lions, how light. dare you? My frustration is just so palpable that it's hard for me to formulate oh, good point. cogent thoughts about my team. It's yeah. so frustrating. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Sean Labua. Thank you, Sean Labua. All right, let's move on to Dale Barley. Uh, dance up to, hey, guys, coming at you with a sports question this time. Um, let's see here. If you could add slash remove slash change one rule in any sport, whether it be the product directly on the field slash court or at the executive level of sport, what would it be? I think my change would be a hard cap in the NBA. If I have to go to ESPN's trade machine today on the day of the NBA trade line, trade, trade deadline to try and see if a trade would work out financially, then maybe things have gotten a little too complicated. Interesting to hear your thoughts, Dale Barley. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? As the uh, host of Dropping Dimes, What's your feeling on a hard cap in the NBA? Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. The repeater tax is supposed to be that hard cap. Well, they'll yeah. allow you because you need some sort of flexibility. If you have a window of time and you got a championship and you want to re-sign all your young guys type of situation, yeah. you need to be able to, to bend the rules to do that because otherwise only the big teams are going to be able to afford it because they can go into that repeater tax. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to have certain machinations. I know what you mean because it can get confusing as shit at times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With any and all. Yeah. If you want to talk about hard cap, I'd say baseball needs some sort of salary cap of some fucking kind. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just unduly weighted in certain individual or certain teams favors. And that's why I stopped watching. It's like, it's not fair. Right. Right. Um, and the season is just too fucking long. For that's me. my thing. It's yeah. At this point, it's just too long. I, it's It's holding out. And I don't understand. I so- it's yeah, but it's dwindling, and they're yeah, yeah. One hundred and sixty-two games, bro. We as a society have moved on from TV shows that are twenty-five episodes overall. Of they're they're no longer in a higher yes. percentage number like they were in the past because we want to get in and out. We want to get the information. There's so many demands on our time. Why do we care about watching a one hundred and sixty-two game season? Yeah. Even the NBA season, in my opinion, is too long with eighty-one games or whatever. It's, it's too long. Eighty-two this sorry. year, seventy-two. Um, right, right. Yeah. See, and seventy-two is working just fine. So, well, some uh, yeah, some guys would say there have been more injuries, and technically, that's not true. Um, but yeah. baseball, baseball solidified their season length when people right. used to stare at their radio as the only form of <laughs> entertainment outside of yeah. talking or yeah. reading a book. Yeah. Also, so, when they didn't have competition. Yes. From the NFL or the NBA or exactly. the NHL or anything. Yeah. So we need more. It makes more sense. Oh, we got games on all the time, every day for months on end. Yeah. Because it just fills a massive void in the pop culture and consumption and just the escapism. And now yeah. there's a sport for everything. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't even pay attention to baseball until after the All-Star break. And I don't pay attention to the NHL until the playoffs. So I don't watch the NHL. I never have. And last year, I didn't watch one playoff baseball game. Wow. Not one. It's the first time wow. ever. Not one. Wow. Usually, I watch the All-Star game and the championship series on each. Right. And this year, I was like, I don't even know who is who. I don't care. Right. Right. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but what rule change would you make? Interesting question. Um, um, I think I'd have to look at the prem- uh, 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 football in general, right? The Premier League. Mm-hmm. This idea, I would, I would be like, you always have to sign players away 
And in European leagues, it's really kind of frowned upon to trade players. Like it's really not something that's standard. And I would like to enact a rule change to allow that to be the norm, to make that to be the norm that you can trade players. All right, you got Christian Ronaldo. I'm going to take Christian Ronaldo and I'll give you this. And you match up the salaries. It's frustrating that it has to be like, I'm not happy being here. Pay out my salary or let me initiate a release clause, which really affects some of these clubs with the amount of money they need that money coming back into their coffers Mm -hmm. for the investment they put in so for me this whole idea of all of that i like to get rid of that and trade players and if you can make it work financially make it work financially and i know some of you who are eagle eye uh followers of the uh, of the of the uh, sports league or the uh, football leagues across the world you can throw a player in of course you can but it's not really the way you do things so i'd rather have it so you can trade players mid-season like, you know, like Pogba uh, was having such issues at Manchester United. Could somebody have swept in, made the trade, got them off? Why do you have to buy them? I'd rather just trade them and give you some players, blah, blah, blah. So to me, that's more interesting. So I'd rather see that. I know some people might get mad. Americanization of the game or whatever. But it makes sense. I want though. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. How much, like, much you pay these guys? Man? Exactly. Yeah. You've got this salary. I've got this salary. It fills a void for you. You know, it's swapping. We already have too much of this, and that's what he does. And you have too much of that, and that's what we need. Type of we both can help each other here. It makes sense, but yeah. if they have an ingrained system, it's tough to erode and completely break through that. Especially yeah. when it's that's a very specific issue of player personnel, right? right and people right. then have an attachment to it, as opposed to you know other like oh a slight rule change here to eliminate yeah. this. I think I'd further define what a step back is. Oh, in basketball? Or, yeah, to to refine the gather rule because it's it's to a point where a lot of what you see is just traveling mm-hmm. on a oh, jump. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. It doesn't it doesn't drive me nuts on uh a drive because mm-hmm. technically by letter of the law, that first step by and large usually is a gather step. There are times when boy, you could make a case that I took four steps. Right. Uh, but it's much rarer. Whereas when you have, you have gone sedentary and then for like a half second to a second and then you jump, I'm sorry, that's a fucking travel. Yeah, I agree with you. That and that does not get called. And when people, it, it bothers me to watch and it also bothers me to have to defend to people yeah. who don't like the NBA as much. And they're like, what about that's a fucking travel? And you're like, you're right. I wish it wasn't in the game. It's, yeah. I think it degrades the overall because it gives the offensive player just too much of an advantage. Mm-hmm. It's like when uh, Fred Hoiberg was complaining about uh, Isaiah Thomas when we played the Celtics, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, great, yeah. but he can he can carry the ball whenever he wants to." When you go back and watch him, be like, "Yeah, he took six steps before he put the ball back down there." Now he has short little legs compared to everybody else, <laughs> so he didn't cover as much ground, so it doesn't look as egregious. Be like, "That's a fucking travel." Yeah. yeah. Um, or LeBron. LeBron's gotten away with so many travels in his entire career. You've seen that. The four-step drive to the basket. I get yeah, that you, you kind of yeah, I get I get that you kind of push that aside, but it's you know very real. It's when guys basically build it into their game plan. That's yeah, when it bothers yeah. me. Or the Trey Young, he wraps around a screen at the elbow and then he waits for the defender to catch up and knows he's yeah. on his hip and then jumps to take a jump shot and he gets a foul call every time. Right. And you're like, right. that's not basketball. That's you existing in a fucking gray area, gaming it. And that's not fun. 
Yeah. I would legislate that out. Be like, call it the Trey Young rule. You can't do that shit anymore. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think uh, on the, I think with the side, with the football side, I think VAR, I think getting, not getting rid of VAR, but being a little more clear about VAR. If your hand is ahead of the foot, that should not be a fucking offsides. It drives me nuts. Mm. It should be if your feet are ahead or the large part of your body, like if your body and your, your, your head are ahead of the, then that's offsides. But if the feet are behind the person who is passing you the ball or whatever it is, or you're behind the last defender rather, then I think you're still on uh, uh, on side. This idea mm-hmm. of how your your arm or your finger or your elbow can go ahead of the defender is fucking ridiculous in my opinion. So it's it's that kind of VAR that you're like, what the what is this nonsense? So that's the one thing I would absolutely get out of the game. Keep VAR, yeah. just make it very clear that it doesn't matter if a piece of their body is ahead of the of uh, the player, the last defender, as long as their feet are not ahead of the last defender. That's the difference, you know. So yeah, it just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, uh, and then you get people complaining that, you know, oh what? So his entire body can be leaned in that direction, but his toes have like if he's <laughs> yeah. running so fast that he's pitched forward and be like, well, he's clearly got momentum on the guy, and then now you got to make a sub rule. I know what you mean though, because when it's ticky tack and it gets called, yeah. you're like, that's that's not the spirit, right? Of it, why it didn't that help. exists. It didn't help yeah. them score it, the goal. It didn't help them get into a position to get the goal. Yeah. I know, but then it gets into an it's an all or nothing because now you're arbitrarily right. favoring one team over another. So if you're the team that's getting screwed in that moment, you're like, okay, well we better get the next one. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you, you don't, go. then you have a, a fair complaint. Yeah, mm. so you got to be all or nothing. I hate that shit though. It's like, come on. We're it's all so obvious here. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah but, even uh, when it's against my team, I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You're fine. Like it made no difference. You know, my dude mm-hmm. was still going to get that touchdown scored on him regardless. Right. That right. made no difference to how fucked up that play was. Right. Um, yeah. I, know. I, I, I don't want a salary cap because I like the trade machine. I enjoy playing <laughs> around the trade machine. Yeah, I do. And there's enough of perhaps make the luxury tax even more punitive on the repeater. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, yeah that's possible. That. Yeah. Exactly. But see, with this next fucking deal coming in, the, I don't even know if teams will care about that. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, all right. Yeah, we do, we're moving into the haves and the have-nots even more so now. As sports becomes bigger and bigger, it just it, there's and, and as money becomes uh, you know, more and more threatened, you'll see the teams try to the, that have the money try to put themselves in better positions overall, like they always do. It doesn't end. I, but it's going to get to the point where to the next projected uh, NBA contract because the NFL's was a hundred billion. Yeah, NBA's is supposed to be roughly three times what it is now. So how how you're going to lose the motivation for all these young guys? Probably. Yeah, they're going to be making twenty five million a year year one. Yeah, yeah. Just so you're like in the nineties. Yeah, like exactly. You're going to get into the yeah. problem of the nineties and like, yeah. well, then how do we stop this kid from fucking around? Yeah, because by the end of his rookie contract, he's already made over a hundred million dollars. So right. is the motivation of being able to sign the Supermax after that any different than signing, going to another team? No. Right. It's like, so the money's going to get, and then the people that don't like the fact that there's that much money, I, I agree. Yeah. But if it's going to go to anybody, might as well go to the players. They're the ones out there doing the job. True. Uh, night in, night out. Yeah. But mm. I know the inequalities of the world, but yeah, you know, this isn't where the problem begins nor ends. 
So true. Very it's just true. an easy one to spot. Right. Um, okay. Should we go to the next one? We've got a few more minutes. Yeah. Uh, so got? this comes from a uh, good old machine gun Lemke. Hello. Says, hey guys, hope everyone's moving up in the vaccination list. I just got my second shot and now nice. am immortal. Which is nice. <laughs> uh, I've got a two prong question, though I can send six emails to ask if you prefer. Part one <laughs> What are some of your favorite uses of song and film? Secondly, what is your favorite from the best original song Oscar winners? Eternally grateful. So favorite uses of songs and then mm. best original song Oscar winner. Oof. I'd have to look up the Oscar list. I can do that yeah. now and read it to you if you want. Uh, sure. If you want to. Yeah. There's a lot of them, man. Uh, there are. Okay. Academy Awards for original songs. I just have it by year. Yeah. And they have a highlight of who won. All right. So I'll start in 2019. Um, I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. Nope. Shallow A Star Is Born. Nope. Oh, really? I, th- I still think it's fair. Uh, Remember Me from Coco. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't mess with me the way the other one did. There's another song in that movie that I love more than Remember Me. Uh, um, what's you got? Um, here, I'm, lo- I'm looking as my well. My Cortisone. Skyfall, okay. I think. I like Skyfall. Yeah, I like that and Writings on the Wall. From yeah, Writings on the Wall is damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, City of Stars, fine. Glory, fine. Glory from oh. Selma. Let it Fall, go. Falling slowly from once. That's good. Um, it's hard out here. Oh, fuck. Lose Yourself is probably the greatest one, isn't it? The Eight Mile? It's it. Yeah, it's in It's in the discussion. All right. I feel like. Yeah, you have to almost go back. Because a lot of them are like very, I don't listen to outside of, whereas Lose Yourself, that's. Yeah. That's eternal. Streets of Philadelphia. I like that. Whole New World. Those are good songs. Yeah, it's a good song. Beauty and the Beast is a good song. Oh, shit. Take my breath away from Top Gun. Fuck. Yes. Nah, get the hell out of here with that. Flashdance. Up Where We Belong. That's good stuff. Do you listen to it, though? I don't anymore. Me? Up Where We Belong? Fuck. It's one of my karaoke staples. I love it. Oh, never. I couldn't tell you the last time I heard it. It's it's fine. It's you know. It's basically air supply. It's how dare you? How fucking it's a dull contemporary. Cocker. That's Joe Cocker you're talking about, sir. I know, but it's not. It's not Joe Cocker. You know what I mean? When you think of Joe Cocker, you do not think of that song first. You know what's irony? Like the if you look at the seventies, it's true. You don't. You're right. You don't. If you look at the seventies, we had some great fucking music in the seventies. And looking throughout the ones that won best song, it's really only. Maybe Shaft is the best one of them all, and by miles. The other ones are, like, pretty forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I would say that for a lot of, like, yes. if you go through, and I'm looking at every year's in the 70s, like, all the yeah. other cho- choices, you'd be like, yeah. they're all fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even yeah. starting in the 80s, be like, okay, Rocky Three, Eye of the Tiger. That yes. lost to Up Where We Belong. That is a better song. How dare you? It is pure cheese, but it is a, it's exactly what that moment needed. Who is the band? Stallone wanted to get somebody else, but they were too expensive or they wouldn't agree to it. Whatever song he wanted. So he contacted, um, survivor. Yeah. Survivor. I'd say foreigner, but it's not foreigner. They contacted survivor and survivor. They just said, you want to write a song for Rocky three? And they're like, yeah, 
There's no hesitation. And they wrote I the Tiger for it. But I can't remember. It was another bigger band, and they didn't want to give the wow. rights to it for Rocky Three. Maybe Van uh, Halen or something. Yeah. So they kind of it's not quite the Ray Parker Jr. Mm. The producers got nixed <laughs> from Huey Lewis. So then he just right. made his own version of a Huey Lewis song. It's not that, but it's the right. vibe. It's the same type of vibe. It's the same type of band, in essence. Uh, I'd like to explore 1983. Uh, how Yentl had two songs nominated. Were, were there such? Was there such a dearth of music? Apparently uh, so. And Flashdance had two separate songs nominated for God's sakes. So, yeah, Craziness. slow year. So I, I guess so. I I would even I would argue. Yeah, I the tiger. Yeah, okay, fine. Yes, better than up where we belong. Sure, it might be you. Might even be better than up where we belong, which is a great fucking song. The Tootsie mm-hmm. song. That's a great yeah. Stephen Bishop song. Let's see now. Eighty four. Oh, I just called cool. to say I love you is pretty unassailable. But let's hear it for the boy. Great song. Great song. Footloose. Great song. Yeah, Footloose. Although I'll take it. If I got to make a choice between those two Footloose songs, let's hear it for the boy. I, that's what I take. Okay. All right. Ghostbusters. Another good song. Great song. Against All Odds. That's a fucking great Phil Collins song. It is. It's a great song. I, like, I would actually that's take a murderer's all, row year. I go, and I think I would take all four of those over I Just Called to Say I Love You. Even though I, I think it's a great song, it's not Stevie's best for fuck's sakes. It's a no, but song. at least it's closer to Stevie than Joe Cocker. Not the way you belong. You know what I mean? That's not... It's close to what Stevie already kind of does. How dare you? The, the, you're insane. I just called to say I love you. It has nothing to do with superstition not or, or living for the city. It has nothing to do with those. But it, if you look at the context of where... Older. Yeah. If, I'm getting cheesy. The music that Stevie was putting out at that time sounded very much like I just called to say I love you. Yeah, well, so Joe Cocker in the 80s, same thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the nighttime. Maybe I only I was... listened to the younger Joe Cocker. Yeah, that's that's the best Joe Cocker. I don't disagree with you there, brother. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, so then when I heard that song, and people were like, that's Joe Cocker, I kind of knew. Um, yeah, but you were like, what the fuck? By the time I heard it, I mean, I was a key, I'm super young when it came out. This could be uh, a fun top sure. 10 list for us to do, like a decade. Which song should have won or did the right song win? We're looking at 10, uh, these 10 songs. Because I'm mean, looking at, look at mm-hmm. 1985, right? How is Power of Love not the choice over say you say me now don't get me wrong that's a good song but it's not certainly the best lionel richie's ever done and even separate lives is a better fucking song than say you say yeah but they're both kind of perfect for what they are i'm not uh, i'm not you know if you you want to take power of love over say you say me but i still like say you say me i still think it works right okay all right um would you take Glory, Glory of Love? Yeah, 86 Glory, Glory of Love. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere out there, I would take over Take My Breath Away. Wow. I would not do that. I would take, I could argue Glory of Love over Take My Breath Away, but I'd have a hard time doing that. I'd have a hard time doing that. I might even take Life in a Looking Glass over somewhere out there. <laughs> I don't even know that song. So go ahead. You can take it. Y- you do. You've heard it. I know Mean Green Mother from Out of Space. I love that song from Little Shop of Horror. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I think I take almost I might take all four of those over Take My Brother Away. Let's see, I 87. Think, can you I I think you can have a debate between nothing's gonna stop us now and I've had the time of my life. There are fervent defenders of that mannequin song over that dirty dancing song. I guarantee you there are. Well, yeah, you got hmm. Jefferson Starship at this point. 
crushing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I've had the time of my life is very specific. Like I got to be is. in the right mood for I've had the time of my life. It's a great song. Right. Yes. Whereas nothing's going to stop us now. It's kind of universal. It fits That's, in a lot more situations. You can hear it anytime. Yeah. It'll, I can it'll, hear that as sports, you know, in a stadium, just blaring out of nowhere. Nothing. In a baseball game, easily, because they got fucking five hours to kill. <laughs> That's the other thing. The games are too long. They average three to oh, yeah. three to four hours is the average game length. Like, That's I, too long. I don't disagree with you, pal. I yeah. don't disagree with you. And I mean, it's not cricket, yeah. but. Anyway. Look, at ni- look at 1990, man. How does Blaze of Glory lose to sooner or later? Give me a fucking break. That's not even a current song. That was just uh, Madonna's, I think, interpretation of an old Stephen Sondheim song from another musical, I think. And Blaze of Glory is a fucking great song. Oh, it is. Yeah, still, though, I think the Academy at that point wasn't as open to giving it to a band or a pre-existing group as even though it's madonna yeah but it's a singer song they're happy to do or is now a band could win i think because yeah go ahead sorry i was going to say with the uh was it hustle and flow oh yeah 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 Yeah, the joke being that three six mafia has won an oscar and martin (laughs) scorsese hasn't at the time yeah yeah but they were by by that point, yeah. you know, nine, ten years later, they were okay with at this point. I agree with you. Blaze of Glory is a billion times better. It's a stellar song, man. It's yeah, it's a classic. What about 91? Beauty and the Beast? I wouldn't take Beauty and the Beast. I think Be Our Guest is a better fucking song. So do I. And everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everything I do, I do it for you. I'll take, take that those. over Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. 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 Ooh, you take- is a good year. Would you take Friend Like Me over Whole New World? You can make a case. I enjoy it more, but I also like I Have Nothing and Run to You from Bodyguard. <laughs> That's all you, Bo. <laughs> ah, dude, Whitney's got just a classic voice, so I can listen to Whitney. At That's any true. Time. Whitney's untouchable. You're right about I've, that. I've done it numerous times. I go on YouTube uh, and uh, I watch, find her on Old Letterman singing like yeah. when he first meets her and he's blown away by how talented she is. I've yeah. watched that interview like three, four times, but then other stuff I've dude, I want to dance with somebody too. With That's... somebody who loves me. I agree. Oh. That's untouchable. I agree with you. That she got if you got a great voice, I am a big fan. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Can you feel the love tonight? Circle anyway, I think we can do this right. time right. more in nineteen forty two. Can you believe the uh, the, we didn't know. this? Sinatra. The Green Shepherd. Look at this song. This this one. <laughs> All right, we're at thirty minutes. We should wrap up. Thank you uh, so much for that last question, Lemke. I'm going to Lemke. Um, yeah, so good stuff. Favorite use of a song in a film? I don't know. It's little. Yes. I didn't yeah, think about it. It's too many. Little Green Bag in uh, Reservoir it's recently. Yep. That's a. I love that song. I also think what, uh, what Matt bring uh, my uh, well the uh, the Pulp Fiction the Del Varley that's yeah. a great hey hey so good so good uh, all right well thank you everybody for sending in your questions please keep sending in your questions your thoughts your comments we love to read them and talk about them on the show and you, as you just saw it can send us into a tangent uh, uh, and random conversations off of the questions so uh, you get to feel some ownership of that and that's a, a great thing as patrons of the top ten. 
darn tootin'. So head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and join us over there. And uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at the Roka says, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder.